Hey everybody, this is John from Legends of Tabletop. We uh, have a sort of a strange episode for you tonight. Uh, I have with me Vince, as usual. We also have with us tonight Wolf from the Nerd Sauce podcast. This is actually their episode one tonight. Uh, so we are going to be answering the questions instead of asking them. We're being so, interviewed. Yeah. Sorry, so we're going to kick it. Yeah, you're not sorry at all. That's all I, I, well, I have to interrupt you. It's part of the thing now. It's our yeah, it's kind of our stick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to kick it right over to Wolf and uh, and begin with just saying thank you for uh, inviting us to come on, even though it's actually our podcast because we're hosting. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good, and I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. It means a lot to us. Um, essentially, hit nerd sauce uh, just to give a a quick thing about what we are. Is uh, well, anything nerdy, anything geeky. Focus a lot on tabletops, a lot of old school RPGs and uh, strategy games and whatnot. So, uh, all in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's us in a nutshell. Anyway, see here, and uh, yeah, so we do have a few questions to start it off. I'd I'd like to have it kind of go off the rails, if you know what I mean, and just kind oh, yeah. of banter back and forth for a while. But uh, first things first, we have to know how you guys became the Legends of Tabletop. Uh, it's I don't know if it's a funny story or not, but uh, <laughs> I got divorced in March, <laughs> so that that was sort of the, uh, the best thing that could happen to you. Yeah. Um, so last year, when uh, when all this kind of started, I decided I was going to do a personal blog, kind of like a self therapy, and you know, just kind of get things out there. And uh, yeah. you know, I talked to Vince about it, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe doing a gaming blog too. And I'm thinking like low key WordPress, you know, we'll just kind of throw some things up. And he was like, no, we we got to do this whole thing. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. That's not really. A, no, no, no. We have to do this whole thing. So after going back and forth for a couple of weeks, I was like, "All right, you know what? Whatever, we'll we'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens." And uh, it it really just sort of snowballed from there. Uh, we've only been doing this since June, so it's only been a couple of months, really. Um, but it's been uh, it's been an interesting adventure so far. <laughs> I'm a big yeah. Well, I think you guys are doing a good job. So domain name. Thank you. What was that, Vince? We're both talking over you. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, that's the story of my life. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a big believer in owning your brand, your name. Um, even if you, even if you don't plan on doing anything with it, own your name. In my case, VinceLaRosa.com. Whoever, just own your name. This way, if uh, you ever decide to do something somewhere along the line, you you have that as an option. So. Yeah, some jerk off has my name already. Exactly. See. So, see, and it can't get yeah. the exact, it can't get the next best thing. Mm -hmm. So that's how we got to nerd sauce. That makes you feel better. <laughs> we, can, we can get the good stuff, so we had to go with secondhand junk yeah. that came down the line. <laughs> well, Legends of Tabletop wasn't actually our first name. We we ran into sort of the same scenario mm. where we we had a name that that we both really liked, and it was uh, it was taken. So. Oh, uh, I, I, I hate when that happens. Yeah, at least in some formats. I don't remember exactly where we got blocked up at, but there was, you know, because we were trying to get WordPress.net.com, you know, the whole nine yards. We had a whole list Excel sheet full of names, and uh, this was the one that finally won out. Okay. Well, that's a good yeah. name. Thank, Thank you. you. 
pretty cool. Good name. I like it. And uh, actually, you guys were one of the first people that we followed on Twitter. Oh yeah. Uh, I saw your name and I and I thought, hey, I you know I have to have to do this. Your legend's a tabletop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the word legend. Anytime there's legend in the title. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime there's legend or, or master or anything like that, I have to jump on board. <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, you know a little bit of uh, we have a little bit of your your name now and a bit of background history with you. Um, but what what exactly would be your experiences with uh, like game mastering and DMing and whatnot? Have uh, have you run many campaigns yourself, or do you usually let one person take over and, and go from there? Or? Go ahead, Vince. You go first. Um, I've been. I really started out with the board game Dungeon and the electronic Dungeons and Dragons game back in the early 80s. And then in 1983, I picked up the red box set with the Elmore cover. Um, you fight the, the, uh, the warrior fighting the dragon, the iconic cover. Um, yeah. And then it's it's been all uphill from there. I know I've I've mentioned this before. I don't want to bore everyone. But, yeah, that's, that's where I got my start with that amazing red box set. And then... I dragooned my brother and friends around the corner, and every day under our friend John's parents' carport, we would we would game every not day. Uh, not not that John, another John. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the longest campaign I've run um, was an Undermountain campaign back in 1991 when it was first released, and that ran for five years. Wow. Yeah, every Friday. So I was yeah, my, that was my social social life. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's definitely a fun run. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. What about you, John? I uh, I play. I'd never played D and D anything growing up. Uh, my first exposure was Second Ed back in the earlyish nineties. Uh, played in a campaign with the folks that introduced it to me for I want to say maybe about a year. Um, Vince wound up going out with my ex wife's one girlfriend, and that's how we actually met, and uh, we decided to try to run some games, and I'd been out of it for a while, and when we sat down to play again, it's like, what the hell, this is stupid, like, the, the group <laughs> dynamic was bad, you know, it was, just, the, the whole thing didn't work out, um, but in 2008, when 4th edition came back out, he was like, oh, we should try playing again, and I was like, eh, okay, I guess so, and... right. Right. You were right. Um, and from there, for me, it just really kind of took off. I was on the Nerdbound podcast for a couple of years. Uh, I'm currently also on the Dragon Fisters podcast. They do uh, Pathfinder actual play. Um, you know, I'm doing this now. So my my gaming experience is, you know, really encompassed since 2008. And it's just been like just blockbusters. So many different systems, so many games. Um, you know, now we're getting into more of the board games and card games and stuff like that. So it's really just kind of blossomed in the last handful of years. Yeah, well, it, uh, to be honest with you, I've only been playing for about uh, four years. Mm -hmm. um, I was scared of getting into Dungeons & Dragons because I knew it would it completely obsess my life with it. So, <laughs> and, uh, so I was staying away from it. And then one day I finally got talked into it uh, with uh, with a couple buddies of mine and took off and now there's nerd sauce so mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
So uh, we all take turns DMing and uh, and game mastering, but uh, I I would say I have the longest campaign. We've been going for about a year and a half with it now. Cool. Um, so it's a it's fun campaign, but uh, it's challenging coming up with the background lore mm-hmm. and uh, you know just say the character dynamics and you always have that one guy that one guy that you just don't like <laughs> you know what I mean that one guy who takes everything way too seriously or just doesn't give a shit about anything uh, yeah. there's the two extremes right. yeah exactly and uh, it was actually I, I spoke with John about this once and, and I uh, part of DMing one game was I had a dragon fall on top of uh, one of my characters' heads and squished him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> killed, him on, killed him on sight, right? And totally. Completely blew up. Completely blew up. And, uh, you know, I can understand you make these characters and whatnot, but uh, the backstory was so out of place. And, yeah. <laughs> the backstory was so out of place, and we were in, like, a medieval area, and he had, like, a Japanese backstory, and... <laughs> It just didn't work out, <laughs> you know. So, have you ever had anybody who is that one guy? <laughs> um, Shall we get? Shall we go into the, the second DM story? <laughs> we have one DM yet. What about second DM? Well, we can. <laughs> well, it's not a huge story. It's just a, a funny anecdote, I guess. Um, my thing with with DMing is I I, I do. I do like the rules as a guideline, and they, they even all dungeon master guides will tell you that, and most dun- experienced dungeon masters will let you know that, you know, that the, the rules are a guide. They're yeah. a framework. And I will almost always sacrifice a rule for the sake of the role play, for the sake of the story. Um, and sometimes John's not happy with that. <laughs> it's going to be in the middle of the... Oh, you can't... You gotta roll a brr, 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 brr. like I, I don't care. It's just it's it's awesome. It's good. Like in the in the, the, the cinema of your mind, it, as it's taking place, you could see it. Like it works. Let's do this. And then it, he had said something in a rules lawyer way, and it was silent at the table for a moment. And I said, "Well, we have one DM. Yes. What about second DM?" And <laughs> anytime I need a rules lawyer, I always go to John. So I. <laughs> I, it sounds like I'm complaining about it and I'm busting on them, and I am a little bit. But for the most part, I appreciate it because there are things that I don't remember as I'm trying to push the story forward in the plot that John will remind me of, and that's perfect. So I think with a little bit of tweaking, everyone should have a second DM. Unofficial, of course. <laughs> Unofficial, yeah. yeah. And, and a cat. And, and a chair. This one is a dick. Well, yeah, speaking, Kat, of, you know what, cat DMs? That's they're, they're the best ones. Yeah. They get mad. They flip the table. They start throwing all the characters around. You know. Okay, well, that's what they're supposed to do. And John, yeah. the chair that you're sitting in. Yeah. The, the the back of it on either side of your shoulder looks like two wooden dildos. Sorry. There you go. I uh, <laughs> I didn't have that picture in my head until now, but I appreciate you. Uh, you there you go. <laughs> you gotta go. You have to douche. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely made my uh, it's made my night. There you go. <laughs> it's not complete. An interview is not complete until you mention the two wooden dildos and the cat. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. As long as they're not in the same sentence, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no animals were harmed. It's pleasant to join the making of this podcast. Uh, but then, yeah, that was, that was the the. Uh, I don't even remember what the hell I was saying about the second DM. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't had anybody myself in in any game that's really been. Um, Problematic. Uh, I I haven't run very many campaigns myself. I did Star Wars uh, Saga Edition for. We did it sort of like an off month sort of thing. So our one yeah. one player in in uh, Vince's campaign, we started a second campaign and he was running it. So like every third month or so, I was running Star Wars and I hated every minute of Saga. Um, oh really. I just the rule. I just I hated. It. I hated all of it. Um, of course, it was the first game that I'd run, which you know may or may not have had something to do with it. I house ruled yeah. the shit out of it, and I you know I told them in the front like, what do you want to do? Do you want to stick to canon? Do you want to throw canon away? Do you want to you know just go Panther. furries and and screw Ewoks? Like whatever you want to do, we'll do it. I don't care. Um, and then once I moved out here to Arizona, I started another campaign with with Glenn, the guy who was running that. Um, and we play via webcam now. I have two actual players at the house and three people by webcam. And we've been running that game. I gotta say, it's probably about a year, year and a half now, maybe. Um, but I'm I'm always real, you know. So my GM style is more like, hey, this is what I, this is what's going on. What do you guys think? Or you know, call for a check and say, "Does this guys, does this make sense to you guys?" Uh, yeah. You know, as opposed to just saying, "This is the way it is, and this is the way we're going to play it." Um, because I, I haven't run a ton of games, and I want the feedback, and you know, I want to make sure that everybody's having a good time doing it. So I'm, I'm a lot yeah. more flexible in that regard. Not that Vince is not, and I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying, as opposed to <laughs> people who think that you know, I'm the DM, and what I say goes. I I don't appreciate that style of of game mastering. Yeah. 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 So more of an organic growth as opposed to a uh, on the rail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, been... I completely agree with that. I'm there sorry. Been... I cut you off. Oh no no. That's okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was interrupting you actually, and I apologize. Um, there have been times where. Um, all right, when I when I DM, I have a general outline. The only thing I'm a stickler for is making sure I have the NPCs and the monster stats ready to go, the possible monster stats. But everything else, yeah. I sort of I sort of pants. And there have been instances where um, players may come to an, er- an erroneous conclusion about the plot line, but it sounds really cool. So I'm like, yes, that we're going to go with that. So I'll make a note of it and I'll I'll push the plot line in that direction. Um, yeah, I like. I really like the like we're just talking about organic. I like that when the players are arguing amongst themselves, trying to figure out. It's it's like they've in that moment they've suspended their belief in reality and they're fully immersed in this world. And as a DM, that's really really cool. So you were kind of like shepherding or guiding the players at that point, rather than saying this is what you do and this is what you see. So. I, I think that's for me. That's the best campaign, or even a one-shot game, where the players are really leading, and I'm just the guide. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Actually, uh, my main campaign, 
we've shot off the rails so many times, and it's it's better for the the overall system, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd come up with, you know, I'd spend hours upon hours working on these these amazing stories in my head, <laughs> and they do something that's completely stupid that can, you know, just throws everything off the rail, and uh, next thing you know, I. I'm making up the rest of it. I'm pulling it out of my ass type deal. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. And sometimes those are the best campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Everybody loves it and uh, everybody enjoys it. It's uh, the only thing that they don't like is that a dragon fell on somebody's head. But you got to keep them on their toes. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. You got to keep them on their toes because I find a lot of times they get too, too easily. Um, accepting that nobody's going to die. Hmm. Okay, somebody will get knocked out sometimes, but they nobody's going to ever die. And so I, I feel that uh, even though part of uh, DMing is trying to make sure that everybody has a fun time and keep them on uh, on track and whatnot, I feel you have to have that, that certainty, that uncertainty of, you know, you can always die at any situation. Yeah, that tension. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Instead of having you know every battle three goblins and they all run away as soon as one of them dies, right? So, thanks. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's definitely the way I like to DM, and uh, you know I'm glad that's the way you like and and sharing input with everybody that it it means a lot. I find to the players as well, right? So it's uh, it helps the campaign overall. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, if nobody's having fun and nobody wants to say anything, then it, it's a lose-lose for everybody. Mm. So, you know, it's it's better to get the, the feedback to really see, like, you know, are you A, are you guys having fun? B, is it what you think it's, you know, are we going in a direction that you want to go in? You know, are there things about your character that we've not brought up that you'd like to incorporate or, you know, whatever, whenever those variables are, just to try to get everybody fully engaged because then it's better for everybody. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And, uh, you know, hey, and, and with the organic growth and whatnot, how do you, how do you feel about, uh, you know, creating your own original settings and whatnot instead of just uh, reading through a book and saying, okay, so this is going to happen next, this is going to happen next. Um, what's your experiences with creating your own original campaigns and settings? Um, for the most part, I'll take a, a published work and make it my own. That's easier time-wise for me yeah. to twist it to my own liking and then add my own content or take things away. Uh, I'm a huge fan, uh, a lot of people shoot me for this, but or, 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 or not, but I love the Forgotten Realms. It's so rich and yet so open for DMs to create their own universe in, and I've always been yeah. fond of that. So, But yeah, I, I'll take a published work and then make it my own. Um, I, I don't think I've really, from, I don't think I've built anything from the ground up as far as a campaign is concerned, my own world. It's a little too daunting, I think, and time-consuming. It's not the time. Yeah, you, I I, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the campaign that, um, that I'm running the players through now, I just had an idea that I wanted to see come to fruition, um, you know, from various different sources because, of course, you know, we're all stealing from somebody else. Um, and I had a couple of set pieces that I was interested in putting together, one of which was uh, essentially the 
the major, you know, climactic event in the beginning of uh, Icewind Dale 2 when the goblins come and attack the town, which kind of puts you on your quest to whatever. So I, I more or less reenacted that scene. Um, and then I wanted to take the, the normal um, conceit that, okay, you're going to work for a wealthy patron or you're going to do whatever and, you know, they're going to get you going. Well, I took the, the major twist in the beginning was that the, the, the not really patron, but the person that they were going to wind up working for was actually a lich. Um, so, you know, I wanted to see how that interaction was going to be. Are they just going to try to kill it because D&D? Or, you know, would they have the foresight to say, okay, well, why is this thing here? What's going on? And, yeah. um, and, and they did, and the one guy was, like, super against uh, Undead. So when he sent me his backstory... As we were getting the campaign started, I went, "Oh, this this may really not end very well." <laughs> but uh, they all they all took it in stride, and they, you know, there's, well, you know, maybe we won't give them the artifacts, or maybe we'll do this or that. But they at least at first blush were like, "Okay, we'll try to help you." Uh, so, I, as a GM for me, that was gratifying because you know, again, the the major, you know, D and D players just you know murder hobos. So yeah. I wanted to turn that dynamic up on its head and just kind of see where it would go. So, but I'm dumb, yeah, no, so I'm, I'm doing yeah. my whole own thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I've I've noticed that creating your own campaign, it's a, it is a daunting process, but it's it's a fun process too. You mm-hmm. get to have something called your own, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I'd I'd like to actually uh, you know write out what's happened in my campaign and publish it one day because there's been so many different things that have happened, and and so many different uh, you know outside forces that have caused it to go the way it has that it's it's become this massive universe and we're only a third of the way in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's uh, it, it feels good knowing that people enjoy what you create. I find yeah, it sure. that's that's the biggest yeah, sure. accomplishment. Yeah, no, definitely. I I agree. I, and I had also had the same thought was to take take the games and and compile it and either you know do it in like a novel or a series of novels or you know just to yeah. just to sketch it out even if it never went any farther than that just to kind of add some extra flavor and things because of course you know when you're planning things you you have a certain idea of how you think things would go or should go. And you know players, so that's not usually what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I bet. yeah, no, it very rarely happens the way you want it to. I find so. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I, act, yeah. I, I, what you guys are talking about. I started several years ago. I have about thirty-five thousand words of a novel that's based on that that Undermountain campaign hmm. back in nineteen ninety-one. So. And then slowly chipping away at that. It, it really is, even if it doesn't go anywhere, it's just fun to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, of course, I have to ask, what, what's your favorite dice? Your your favorite color of dice that you have? Hmm. I'll go get them. I, <laughs> I have a crystal green set that was the original set that I bought, and I'm, I'm somewhat partial to that set. Um, 
but I, I've got, man, I've got a, a bucket full of dice. Um, and there's, you know, there's some, I don't ever sit at the table with a set. I mean, if we're going to play, like, especially when I DM, I may have 15 or 20 D20s just sitting on the table because as soon as one starts yeah. rolling bad, it's out. <laughs> and I'll just, yeah. 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 Um, oh, here you go, John. Here's a blast from the past, which I, I still use or had used up until recently, but is Rodney. Oh. <laughs> the snowman. He was an animated snowman that I used like three or four years ago. And the movie, Disney movie, ripped me off, fuckers. Oh, but here you go. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's called Lava. It's, uh, yeah. And then I have this. Oh, yeah, from, that's a nice one. Yeah, then I have this from Think Geek. It's the, uh, the 20 sire that, that glows on you. Oh, yeah. Let's see if it. That's pretty cool. Come on. Uh, there we go. I think it did it. Yeah, nice. There we go. Nope. Yeah. The, oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> crit. We, we should put a out a warning. We should put out a warning that uh, if you're sensitive to seizures, you shouldn't watch you this. You should definitely not use that. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's... Uh, yeah, I always love hearing backstories of people's dice. Cause I, I'm the exact same way. I, I use five sets whenever I play. I have 32 D6s. <laughs> sitting beside me at all times. Only thirty-two. <laughs> Only thirty-two. Yeah, no, I bought. I bought. Well, if you include my other sets, then it would be uh, what thirty-seven, thirty-seven oh, wow. d6s that I have sitting beside me at all times because y you, you they roll bad once. I'm I'm throwing them out the window basically. Right, so yeah, they have to be exercised. Yeah, you can definitely no, definitely. Shadow run with all those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it was actually a Shadowrun dice set that I got. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, uh, you know, I just, I use them for everything. So, uh, you know, Traveler, uh, Hackmaster, uh, D and D, Pathfinder. Oh, you play Hackmaster? Cool. Yeah, I'm a new Hackmaster. Nice to the dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. No, Hackmaster. I love the battle system. Character creation takes years, but I mean, the battle system is so fun. Cool. I've been wanting to play. I haven't played yet. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really fun it's a really fun system. My uh, one of my buddies bought the the Hackmaster books and decided that he didn't want them anymore. And I want to buy them off of him. I just don't have the cash for it. Right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, the and the books yeah. are so they're so nice too. They they look, uh, it, they the art is amazing inside of them. Yeah, like, definitely top notch. Ten out of ten. It's worth so, it's worth it to buy them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Having a PDF, it's just not the same. No. No, it's nice to be able to flip through the pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of the PDFs. I usually wind up printing them out and just carrying them around then. Yeah. You must buy the book, you cheap fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna play I, I have some things on PDF mm. and I, I just I never Look at them hardly ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the PDF and then decide if I need the book down the line. Yeah, uh, that's the way I do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's the way I do it. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a lot better having the books, in my opinion. Um, now, do you have any? Do you guys have any stories of uh, any funny moments of? Any previous games that you've played, like really 
outrageous moments where you know you wish you had a camera on, so you could record it or something like that. Yeah, shit. Hmm. Well, actually, you do, and it's I think it's on our website when Chris burns his hand on the candle. Oh, it is. Yes, yes. Ned, this is really this is funny. It's on. Uh, yeah, it's on the website. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of props. I've always liked the game by candlelight, providing everyone can see, and we could. Yeah. Um, and there's a mishap with the with the hot wax. Uh, yes. So <laughs> you, you really kind of have to listen to it. I mean, there's. You ever, yeah. hear, you ever hear the Wilhelm scream? That's yeah. it's like it's it's uh, it, it could be Plan B for a a, a backup Wilhelm scream. My oh wow! Just, <laughs> my brother takes the candle and for whatever reason he tips it over and it, the hot wax pours on his hand. He looks at it for several seconds and then screams, "Fuck!" Ah! and screams, <laughs> and then grabs his paper bag that he had bagels in and tries to rub the hot wax off. <laughs> but in a series of other people burning their hand after it, just one after another, this ridiculous sequence of events that's just too funny. What is this? This dark cultist event or something like that? <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> the ritual gone awry. Oh, yeah. Don't play with hot wax. Well, well we're not going to go there. <laughs> well... <laughs> you can if you want. I'm I'm open to uh, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> That's right. John's got the wood. Never mind. All right. So yeah, that, that that was that was a very that, and that was when was that? Holy shit! That was like 1996. So we're dating. We're really dating ourselves here. Well, you are. You are. Shut up, you fuck. <laughs> I don't have a really good in-game story, really, that I can think of. I had a player come to the game high one time, which was not very enjoyable. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was. It, that was a very frustrating evening. Um, the the best story that I think that I have involves Vince. We used to play in our basement at at our old house. And it was around Halloween time, no, and I he, he, he calls me or texts me or something and says, ah, you know, I'm seeing this girl, and, you know, I you know, I want to bring her over, so she kind of check it out, like, you, you know, she might be interested in playing or whatever, and I'm like, all right, cool. I immediately got off the phone with him and called every other player, and like, we're totally getting dressed up tonight. I'm running to Party City right now. <laughs> Tell me what you want. I will spend hundreds of dollars. I don't care. So... <laughs> There was various levels of acceptance of that, but I ran to, to Party City. I picked up a big Viking helm. I got uh, weapons and a cloak and elf ears, all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> so he comes over, and we're all downstairs. We're sitting around a table. We're all dressed up. I'm like, this is not how it usually goes. <laughs> so so the, the stairs are here. The table is, like, way back over here. So he comes in. They come down the steps. So they don't know anything until they get to the bottom of the steps. And he stops and just looks. And I'm like, dude, you didn't wear your fucking costume. Come on, what's going on? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> Her face just went, like, white. It looked like she wanted to run back up the steps. It was, yeah, it was great. It was not precise. It was, it was humorous, though. Actually, I do have another funny anecdote. Um, do you remember the NPC Nall that I had? Yeah, Bruner. Bruner, yeah. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to say next, don't you? I don't. <laughs> you should. You, you, you and your ex. Well, we were playing. I had this NPC. He was um, 
uh, it, yeah, it was a, a, um, a null. Poor Gruner, alas, we knew him well. Uh, he was he was uh, he had above average intelligence and um, he wound up becoming using magic. But anyway, and he was very concerned with his smell, so he would put you know cologne, try to put cologne on himself and whatnot to smell better. But anyway, so he was an established NPC, and you and your ex were going somewhere, and in an email thread, I had said, okay, well, if you guys maybe maybe we'll play anyway since it's scheduled, and we can either. Uh, run your characters for you, or Gruner can pick up the slack. And I remember your ex emailed me telling me off because she didn't want some other person at the table run, uh, running her running their characters. And I looked at the email, I'm like, what the fuck? It's a it's an NPC. What are you talking about? <laughs> I do vaguely remember whole, that. <laughs> it was this whole long. You're you're an asshole. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't believe this. It's not even a real person. NPC, <laughs> <laughs> it's a null. It's made up. Oh man, poor Gruner. That's, Fun uh, that's yes. wonderful. I don't. I don't think I have anything that can top that. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. No, I. I. Um, I'd have to say the coolest thing that I've done. It's not really, uh, you know, funny, but uh, I was playing. Uh, it was a Japanese-themed uh, campaign, and uh, I I was playing a samurai. Had this gi- ginormous nodachi. It was like, <laughs> what was it? I think it was huge, and uh, so I was taking like massive penalties with it. And uh, the DM summoned a kraken, and uh, <laughs> and we're on a ship, summoned a kraken. And, uh, you know, we, we were fighting this Kraken for 20 minutes, eventually got it down to fairly low health, and I thought, okay, I'm going to jump off the ship and stab it in the eye. Nice. And, uh, and so I, I, do, I did all the checks, landed 20s on everything. Nice. Like, it's just perfect. <laughs> nice. and, la- and, you know, right square in the pupil, I landed with the giant Nodachi in the eye, right. killing the Kraken, and, and then my character couldn't swim. Yeah, so my character, I didn't think I was actually going to kill him. And uh, yeah, character drown. Can handle it. (laughs) That's a good way to go, though. That's very honorable. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Saved everybody's lives. So. (laughs) Sweet. That's That's, uh, good. I'd say that's probably the coolest thing I've done. Had a bad backlash, but uh, it was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, what's your what's your favorite campaign setting? You are you uh, strictly uh, Dungeons and Dragons all the way, and other stuff um, is peripheral. Um. Well, it, my uh, three point five is my main um, that mm-hmm. I run. Uh, we do five point uh, with one of my buddies. Uh, he he campaigns it. Um, I I love Traveler. Traveler is an amazing system, in my opinion. Um, it's been around forever. I'm sorry. It's been around forever too. Yeah, Traveler. It's been around to yeah for a long time, and uh, it's a really fun system. I really like it, and uh, um, so I'd have to say it's a toss up between 3.5 and uh, and Traveler. To be honest, what about you guys? Go ahead, Vince. 
Um, yeah, for the most part, Dungeons and Dragons. It's I got my start with that, so it's always has a has a, a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, I haven't played. Let's see, uh, Star Frontiers, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, BattleTech, um, Shadowrun. What else? Uh, Warhammer, the Fantasy. Yeah. I think that's it. Not many. You, John? Well, being on a couple of different podcasts now, I played. Uh, I mean, D and D is my my go-to. I'm I'm more of a fantasy guy. Um, played tons and tons and tons of fourth. Uh, I haven't had an opportunity to really play too much fifth. Uh, Rogue Trader, Death Watch, um, Dark Heresy, Fear itself, Trail of Cthulhu, both Gumshoe system. Um, oh, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, we play, my brother and I have a Battletech game that we play on Fridays, although we're in hiatus right at the moment. Uh, not the role play, but just, you know, giant robots shooting each other. Uh, <laughs> Call of Cthulhu now we played last week. Um, shit, I don't yeah. know. I've, I've played a ton of different, ton of different games. Uh, and, and some of them with base of rules for one thing, but like different theme, like uh, back on Nerdman, we did a pirate-themed uh, very mini campaign, like two two sessions, which you know wound up being maybe about four or six episodes or something. But like we had like um, uh, Thunder Thund- uh, Blunderbuss and you know some other stuff. But you know D and D is a is a base rule system. Uh, I like Crunchy usually because you you get into all the minutia and mm. uh, you know all that kind of stuff. I enjoy that. Fifth is nice. It's you know more rules light. You know, a little bit of experience I have with it, I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I'll play almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, we. Used, I, I'm John glad and I used to play. John, and I used to play BattleTech back in what '97, '98. Every like, every, <sighs> remember that? We we dance, never played a ton. And you played a cat. little bit. Fucking Misty, that that thing with. Uh, Oh, she was evil, bitch. I had to watch <laughs> why Adept, yeah, it would just, like, come out of nowhere and, and claw the shit out of you. Oh, yeah, she she <laughs> she was great with us. You know, she would sit and, you know, she would lay with us and everything else. People came in the house. She was like a demon. She tried oh. to claw my buddy's eyes out one night. Like, it it was bad. And no, no, no exaggeration. Remember the time she cornered your mom and she had to call your, your dad to come get her? She wouldn't let her out of the foyer. <laughs> Fucking cat. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, she was good with us. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, I, it, you know, as long as your eyes weren't clawed out, right? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Limbs were lost. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about homebrewing rules? I I've done it a ton. I mean that Star Wars campaign. I don't even know if it would have been recognizable very much as a saga game. <laughs> um, we I made up a um, so for my current campaign I made up a, a fumble table that we use. Uh, I tried implementing some called shot rules, which nobody's really kind of taken up on. Um, you know, obviously something like trying to uh, you know to bullseye somebody's kidney or whatever. You know, you're looking at a minus 5 or 10 or something, most people aren't going to 
going to jump at that chance. But you know, yeah. we tried to make it somewhat more specific so that you know we could then you know maybe generate some effects. So like if you wanted to target you know uh, the head, you know, then maybe you know you hit them with with the, even with a sword, you know, they're wearing a helmet, maybe then they're stunned. So you know it kind of snowballs from there, but it it didn't really take off too much. Um, D&D, for the most part, I'll run it 4th edition as it is. I, I have, you know, a, a fairly good handle on the rule set, so, you know, we're able to run with that, you know, fairly well. I'm, I'm not above taking suggestions when we play. Um, you know, if maybe yeah. somebody wants to use a skill that I wouldn't necessarily think would be appropriate at the time, which isn't really house ruling, but, you know, <laughs> just kind of going with the flow of what's going on with the game. Yeah. Vince? Yeah. Do what? House ruling? Um, pretty much the same. I don't. Not too many fumble charts. Um, wandering monster things. Um, yeah, not not too much. I'm trying to think no. that past what I've done. Um, for a while I had instituted a if you roll a crit. For both the, the monsters and the players, if you roll, if a crit is rolled, it's double damage. Um, yeah, not too many. No. Just uh, I'm, not I'm not that I'm against it. I just never really. <laughs> I don't even give it much yeah. thought. Yeah. 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 No, I'll. I'll uh, I, you know, when it comes down to role playing and bartering and stuff like that, I like to. Uh, I, I like to kind of homebrew the rules a little bit around how well they role play. Hmm. So if um, if they're role playing really well uh, with a shopkeep, let's say, and uh, they they want to get a a plus one on a great sword or something like that, it, you know, I'll let I'll give them like ten percent off or fifteen percent off or something like that. I'm not gonna say no. You have to do this and. <laughs> it, it all depends on role playing, right? How well they can mm -hmm. role play, in my opinion. If they can't role play, there's no point doing it. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Vincent's yeah. not for. I don't think it was for role play, but oh, it was yeah. in yeah. character, like you know, good ideas or something like that. There was a, a that's brilliant card, so it let you add a d6 to a future that, yeah. role. Yeah. Yeah, I would put. Yeah, it was a that was brilliant cards. It was something that was like, oh wow, that's that's innovative. That's cool. That's 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 you know novel. Uh, I would give out the card, a little artwork on it, and there'd be on the bottom right hand side there'd be what D6 die roll you get to use whatever. So if you if you failed something that was like within one to six of your target, you could use that and then potentially make the roll. So. Which isn't really game breaking, you know. Yeah. Just adding a D six, you could technically still miss. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it it, it was kind of cool to have. I forgot about that. Yeah. I started doing something similar, but mine was based more strictly around role play. You know, if we get a good session or, like you say, good interaction with a NPC or something like that, I was pretty free with, you know, giving some bonuses and things like that. And you know, they can only use one card at a time or one token at a time. You know, you couldn't yeah. stack them up and save them for one roll. But um, yeah, you know, anything that that helps to facilitate the role play, I'm I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, and uh, it brings me back to the that one guy, right, who <laughs> doesn't take anything seriously at all, and he's just like, oh, you know, I I attack that guy. 
<laughs> That's it. I attack my fellow characters. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about that? It, people that uh, want to attack their party members. <laughs> I don't know if I. Oh wait a minute! I know what you're laughing at now. Hold oh, fuck. <laughs> We're not live. I, I doubt that. Yeah. This 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 actually went into the realm of. Come on, wait. Thirteenth grade here. But yeah, go ahead, John. You can you can start off, and I'll add stuff in. As, you know. Okay. Uh, I was telling Wolf the story off here the other day. We were chatting a little bit. We had a, a guy who I was with, you know, playing in Vince's group at the table before I moved out here. And um, we, my, my character over a period of maybe two or three sessions was experiencing a, a slow, almost a mental breakdown. Um, he was an assassin who was a worshiper of the Raven Queen. And I, you know, outside a game, I'd ask Vince, like, hey, you know, can I get a Raven just, you know, for role-play flavor, just to have him sitting on my shoulder or whatever. And yeah. uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, that's fine. Well, I'm here in Arizona. I get the Raven, and, and like, right as combat is beginning in the start, this Raven lands on my shoulder. Well, he's texting me, so the players don't know what's going on. But the yeah. Raven is talking to me. So my guy loses his shit, like, holy fuck, the Raven Queen is talking to me through this Raven. So yep. he's, like, on his knees in the middle of combat, like, freaking out, talking to this Raven and stuff. <laughs> so very clear indicators that the guy was kind of going off the deep end. Uh, you know, just maniacal laughter in the midst of combat, like, rushing headlong <laughs> into battle as a squishy guy. You know, like, I just run to the front and try to stab the guy in the face. So we get a little further into the campaign. And one of the characters steps through a portal and sees, like, an undead army or something on the other side. So he comes back and tells us, my guy's like, we have to take care of that right now. It's an affront to the Raven Queen. This We can't have this. And this other player, who's same age as we are, 40-something, I guess, been playing since first edition, everything else, so long time. He says something, something to the effect of, well, fuck the Raven Queen. You know, we don't have time for that or something. So my guy gets up behind him, yokes him up, knife to the throat. What the fuck did you just say? You don't talk about the Raven Queen. So, like, super high tension at the table. Oh, yeah. And, and like, you know, and we kind of played it off. But you could tell, like, even from his play from after that, and I wasn't even there, that he was not happy. Uh, so what did he say? He's like, I'm going to have to kill you. I'm going to have to kill you. I'm just going to have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I didn't cut him. Like there was no dice rolling; it was completely flavor. Yeah. And the guy well, like just interaction. Walked. I thought it was you know, and and it was com you know not to make the excuse. Oh, it was my character would do it. It was completely telegraphed up to that point that the dude was literally losing his shit. So. Yeah. You know, I talked to Vince about it, and he was like, no, no, I think he, I, I think he's okay. So I sent him an email. The guy never responded to the email. You know, we come to another <laughs> session, and, you know, we get into some combat, and I'm like, I need healing. Are you going to heal me or not? Like, where are we at? And he's like, well, you yeah. know, what, I don't know. And it, it, the guy wound up leaving the group, and I think specifically because of that. And I can't imagine that in... 20 or 30 years of role-playing, he had never experienced an inter-party conflict. Yeah. That didn't even come to blows. Like I said, I didn't even cut him. It didn't even draw blood, but he just completely lost it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, that was my fault, I guess. But 
it's I, I mean you know even went so far as to email them in in real people's space and say hey look yeah, you try this, to smooth it over yeah this is where the yeah. characters at these are the things that have been happening it's clear that this is what's going on man what no parts <laughs> of it so hey. <laughs> whatever oh uh, what are you supposed <laughs> to do right <laughs> that's uh, no that that it, that's a lot like with uh you know, with what happened with that guy that uh, I dropped the dragon on him mm. and he completely lost his like, Oh, I was the most prepared person and he's arguing with me and I'm, I'm the DM at that point. Like, I am the DM, right? And uh, <laughs> he's going, I was the most prepared. I had 50 feet of rope. I had a 10-foot pole. I had this. I had that. I'm like, well, 50 feet of rope and a 10-foot pole isn't going to save you against tens of thousands of pounds of rock and dragon. <laughs> and, and, and let's so, be fair you told me the guy rolled a one on a dex check so the only person yeah, exactly. he had to blame was himself <laughs> exactly he rolled a one on his dex and everybody everybody else rolled fairly high and he's like but I was the most prepared that was his <laughs> argument I was the most prepared <laughs> clearly <laughs> not <laughs> yeah exactly clearly your dice weren't yeah so. Yeah, no that that was uh, that would be my closest to my closest to having something like that happen. It's it, it completely changed everything because um, future games that we played together, um, he was very hesitant to do anything with me playing, and uh, you know it's been months now since we played in the same game like same the game, and uh, I can't I can't help but think it's because I killed his character. <laughs> And the, th and the thing is, what, yeah, and what, what was going on with the campaign is uh, there was a lot of dragons and, um, you know, there's these magic ballistae that are shooting these dragons out of the sky and they were in dragon territory, so, you know, it could have happened. It's inconceivable that they could get crushed by a dragon ass. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I don't care how, what your strength modifier is, if 25,000 pounds of dragon comes landing on you, you're not going to survive it. Yeah, it's a funny anecdote too. You can tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Embrace the dragoness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I everybody else was kind of somber about it, right? Because they they were like, oh well, you know, he just died, so we're gonna have to you know bury him and stuff like that. Meanwhile, he's I I was explaining to the group that he was like literally mush. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't yeah, there was nothing to bury. Right him on so toast. Said, yeah, and so they they set it on fire and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and it was early in a campaign too. I think they were level three or level four, so it's not like this guy had put you know twenty, thirty, forty hours into this, into this guy. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of history. He wasn't playing the character the way he wanted to play the character, and uh, I believe he was a chaotic evil, and he was playing him as a lawful good. That's weird, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so he, his and his backstory, like his backstory. I don't know if you know the Nine Tail Fox, but uh, it, it, you know, basically it's this this demigod who is killing for the you know living in the spirit and killing for the spirit essentially, and uh, he wasn't playing it anything like he was supposed to, and. Gotcha. Uh, so it was no real loss to the to the actual <laughs> campaign story, right? It was a, it was a but, boon, everyone. It was yeah. 
Yeah, it, he was he was that guy who had a character out of place, didn't have a good backstory. In fact, he stole his backstory from like this anime show, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> so you know, I I felt bad at first, and I thought to myself, you know what? It's not my fault that he doesn't know what he's doing, and he rolled a one. So could have yes. been anybody. That's true. Could have been anyone. The dice don't lie. It's true. It's true. Now here, here's that's a question. How, that's how you became the Legends Tabletop, right? Exactly. <laughs> here's here's a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you roll in front of your players or behind your DM screen? Um, some rolls I do behind the DM screen, so things that, you know, random encounters and stuff like that, um, and, and monster to hits. The only thing I roll where they can see is the damage. Gotcha. So that okay. I can, they can see that I'm not lying about the damage. Like, um, there was this one time, uh, I rolled a crit, hmm. and, uh, it was this big Hulk and ogre, and smacked this guy, and smacked one of the guys, and, uh, I said, you know, you just took 27 damage. He's like, no, I didn't. You, you faked it, and you just don't like me. What? And I'm like, okay, I'll roll it for you then. And I rolled it, and he ended up taking 36 damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's karma. Yeah. yeah. So I, I keep it. I keep it in my, you know, in my head to roll damage where they can see it, so that way they can't argue with it. Um, mm-hmm. But they're yeah. just gonna have to accept if they got hit or not, right? So. Plus that way, if they're if they're dying, something like that, or I know they're going to die from a hit, and I, you know, that character is a, an essential part of where I'm pushing the story to. I can, mm. you know, you can fudge in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can throw in that DM power and say, oh, he missed. He, you know, just scraping off the the pauldron or something like that. So. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right, hold on, guys. I have to go to the bathroom. So talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, in the beginning, I used to roll completely behind DM screen, just for that reason. If you know, you can you can fudge either way. If your dice are just horrible that night and you can't hit with a monster, oh, he hit. Yeah, I rolled an 18. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And, and like you said, if you know a character may actually go go down from it, you can go, oh, he missed. Or he didn't roll a crit, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but I've taken to more recently just rolling everything out on the table and and just let things fall where they may. And if they have an easy night, they have an easy night. You know, so be it. You're entitled to those every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, definitely. But uh, yeah, you know, it depends on the group too that I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. I find if um, if it's a more serious group. I'm more apt to roll outside the DM screen, so that way they can, you know, they have a little bit more of a knowledge. If it's just a, you know, a one-off or something like that, I roll basically everything behind the screen. So mm-hmm. That way I can, you know, I can kill them and they don't know about it, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, the one-off characters, I, I like seeing them. I like seeing them perish. I know that makes me a bit of a of a sadist or whatever, sadistic. But uh, if it's a one-off, I like seeing them suffer. Mm-hmm. I like making it really hard for for one-offs, so that way they, you know, I like doing high-level one-off campaigns. So level ten plus right. one-off campaigns, I love them. And uh, you know, like I said, I'll keep everything behind the DM screen, and if I don't like what somebody's doing, they keep getting hit. <laughs> 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 you know I mean? so. That'll learn them. Yeah, that'll learn them. 
<laughs> be an ass to me and watch what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we I haven't run myself a lot of um you know, just one shot campaigns. I've been you know, with all the podcasting I've been in a bunch. Um yeah. And and we actually we we talked about this on our podcast, um, introducing new systems and you know how to go about it and the trials and travails of the whole thing. Um, yeah. I think a lot of groups they'll they'll you know they get introduced no with D and D and they'll play and that just becomes the norm. We just play D and D. Why would we play anything else? Um, yeah. So that that can be problematic if you know, you are interested in playing a lot of different things or, or branching out and trying something new, really trying to convince people to, you know, give something, you know, even yeah. just a one-shot. It's like, oh, i got to read a book and I've got to, you know, learn <laughs> a whole thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't mind, and, and the, like, to go back to what you said before, PDF is nice for that. Um, yeah. You know, you can just kind of give it a try and see and test the waters and, you know, if it's something that gains some legs with the group, then, you know, maybe one or two people, two people go out and buy the book. Um, you know, if, if it doesn't gain any traction, you know, unless you just like to buy RPG books, there's not a whole lot of point to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But uh, speaking of buying, and I know you guys are legends of tabletop, but uh, have you heard there's a new Dungeons & Dragons game coming out for the PC? Is oh, that the Daggerdale uh, thing? Like Sword Coast uh, Legends. I think? Sword Coast Legends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. guys, uh, have you guys heard much about it? Uh, a little bit. Um, I don't even know when it, it when it releases soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's coming out in the next couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, and uh, a lot of buzz. I, I'm. Pardon me. A lot of buzz about it. A lot of talk about it. Although I do not know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's uh, it looks really good, and you can you can set up your own campaigns in it, and uh, uh, you know DM your own games through it, and uh, okay. essentially, it's like uh, it's like playing Diablo, but it's D and D. Okay. With the, with Very the, similar with to the game winner. Yeah. DM engine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. exactly. Sweet. It's really cool. You guys, uh, you guys, check it out. It's. Uh, it's a really good game. It looks like a really good game. I've watched a lot of gameplay footage of it, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely something that uh, we're going to be doing on our channel. I know that. Um, you know, just to throw that out there. Yeah, but, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah is this like a an online like a a, a Warcraft kind of thing, or is this more like a, you know Icewind Dale or or Neverwinter Nights? Is it is it that sort of a scenario? Uh, yeah, it's more like Neverwinter. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can play with up to four people, um, in your party, and uh, I think they only have five classes or so, and six races starting off, um, but uh, I'm sure they're going to have downloadable content coming out left, sure. right, and center after that, and yeah. uh, you know they have DM the DM module is supposed to be absolutely amazing, in this one so hmm. it's uh, it's definitely something worth looking looking at if uh, if you want to run a, a PC based uh, campaign or something like that. Cool. Interesting. Well, I, I'm on the site here. It's coming to PC, Mac, and Linux uh, October 20th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right around the corner. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, the digital edition doesn't really give you much. There, the digital deluxe edition doesn't really give you much. And unless you want a big plastic statue, there's no sense getting the uh, the collector's edition. Another <laughs> 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 thing to dust. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
exactly. I have a bunch of dragons behind me actually, so it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always fun. So gotta love cleaning those little nooks and crannies and oh yeah, those those dragons. And I have a, I have a couple lead figures as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I keep them in, pla- in plastic cases because if I don't, I'm so scared that they're gonna break. Uh, they're actually Warhammer guys. Oh, okay. And uh, and they they look amazing. They're like big, big uh, paladin like you know massive swords though, um, but huge massive armor. And uh, I brought one home, or I brought six of them home because that's what you do with Warhammer. And uh, <laughs> you can't buy just one. Yeah. You can't buy just one. It's like uh, potato chips. Can't eat just one, right? So. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I bring. I brought them home, and two of them had broken swords because they're made yeah. out of lead, right? So it's like, oh, well. It's very soft, yeah. I'm, um, yeah, exactly. So I keep them in lead cases, and I never use them. But uh, <laughs> at least lead cases. Sorry, plastic cases. I'm talking too much about lead. Yeah. I'm scared that there's going to be a nuclear holocaust or something like that going on for them. <laughs> Yes, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 glad you guys came on for the podcast, and uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on. It's uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, same here. And, thanks for having. Uh, me. Oh, no problem. Thank, like I said, thanks for thanks for being who you are and what you're doing. It means yeah. a lot to us. And uh, on behalf of both Ray and Peter, who uh, weren't able to make it uh, due to not having a webcam and mic <laughs> issues and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, they uh, they wanted to say hi and, and wish you guys the best of luck with everything as well. Hey, hey guys. You'll see this later. <laughs> yeah, we'll so, catch you, yeah, you see it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, webcam is not necessarily uh, required. I mean, uh, when we played on Saturday our Call of Cthulhu game, Neil just left his camera off, so... Um, me, yeah. yeah, so I, that's not really too big a deal. Okay, well, for next time. For next mm-hmm. time, anyways, I thought uh, I thought this would be a, vi- a good video stream, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it it'll bounce to a, a blank screen, you know, when whoever doesn't have a webcam is talking, but that's okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Conversations start going better, and. Uh, you know, I'm sure your chair posts will uh, will agree that the more the merrier. Mm. As well, so. <laughs> so. Cool. Anyways, guys, I, uh, I I've run out of questions for now, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was a pleasure speaking with you again. I'm glad that you guys uh, were able to make some time to speak with me here, and uh, you know if. Um, there's anything that you guys have or want to shout out to uh, be my guest? Definitely, yeah. I I look forward to to doing something again in the future, either you know getting you on or or you know getting a game together or you know doing anything. You know, for for us, it's more about the community, trying to you know get everybody together and you know kind of just bring people together, you know, through games and and enjoying games and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're we're definitely open to doing all different kind of stuff. There's no reason to, uh, you know, be real. No, this is our thing, and you know, we don't want you, and we don't want to talk to other people. Because yeah. uh, what's the point then? I mean, you know, people are listening, and you want them engaged. So 
Yeah. We're all about the yeah. fucking camaraderie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I completely agree. It's uh, it's good for us to stick together and and do things together because it uh, it sucks when you have to do it yourself, right? So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 It keeps you busy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know you guys that. Yeah. Uh, Big scheduling, just trying to to get you guys in for an hour. So I, <laughs> I believe. <that. laughs> cool. Yeah. So uh, again, thanks guys for coming out and uh, speaking with me here. And uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted for any games that we might be doing, and cool. uh, vice versa. I hope you guys keep us posted, and we're more than okay. happy to to run some games with you. Cool. cool. Excellent. Yeah, be great. Okay. Okay, sounds so, good. Well, uh, I, uh, I again, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough, and I hope everybody who's listening has a wonderful rest of their whatever they are listening at, and That's and right. uh, have a good rest of your day or whatever it is. But uh, <laughs> wherever you're at out there in TV land, yeah, wherever you're out in TV land or podcast land, it, uh, it, you know, make sure you subscribe to us and and follow us on. SoundCloud and iTunes and all that fun jazz. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Leave comments. Leave comments. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you think. Go on our site and vote. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll do it right after this. <laughs> cool. <laughs> You'll see one pop up. You'll get an email in the next fifteen there you seconds. Do <laughs> yep. one more. Yeah. Cool. cool. All Absolutely. right. All right, so we'll, we'll wrap this up then here. Uh, thank everybody for, for checking it out. Uh, like Wolf said, uh, you know, you can email them with questions, comments, and concerns. We hope you'll do the same with us. You can reach us on Twitter, on our comments section, uh, on our Gmail. I mean, there's plenty of different ways to, to get a hold of us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, you know, without that feedback, we're just kind of floundering around here doing our own thing. So that, that feedback is always important. And uh, Thank everybody for checking it out, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Word.